Hey everyone, some listeners may find potentially sensitive content in this episode. Please check the timestamps before listening. How you been, anyway? Yeah, I'm good, you know, cons- considering the shit state of the world at the moment. I'm pretty good. How about you guys? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Oh, my voice just cracked. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Let's go. Okay, I'm ready. Cheers, cheers, Google. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. Uh, start again, start again. Maybe start Merry Christmas or something. Yeah, yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Uh, welcome to episode 64 of The Third Wheel. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Conway. And I'm your other host, Hamish. And for our Christmas special today, we're joined by Melody Gold. How you doing, Mel? Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Mel. I'm 25 and I live in Suffolk. And yeah, I know these two from uni. So we go quite a bit back. I have a distinct memory of Uh-oh. coming to the place where you, like Josh, Joe, Sandia, I think Matt was living with you guys as well at the same time. Yeah. I yeah. hope I haven't like missed anyone else out who's living there. Yeah, well, I didn't actually live with them. <laughs> I was just basically at their place all the time. Yeah, yeah. I came over for pre-drinks once and then we were playing a drinking game. And this was like the first time I'd like met most of the people in, in your house. Yeah. And then there was, there was something that landed on me and basically I had to like get hit on the arse by everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> I was like scarred. <laughs> wait, I, wait, I wasn't there for this. No, it no, was. You wasn't there. I don't think there was many of us there. But I don't even remember what game was. It was like Piccolo or something. It was like a thing that gave us. It sounds like Piccolo. And uh, it was like you put everyone's name in, and then it came up like Aaron has to get smacked on the ass by everyone in the room or something like that. Honestly, yeah, Aaron, that's you. You should have known better because you know a drinking game with Josh Kavey doesn't end. Well. <laughs> yeah, this is so <laughs> true. I, w- I wouldn't have predicted like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then we, we had like the, all those like Millennium Bolty stuff. And yeah, I was gonna say Bolty, love Bolty. You lot live right next to Bolty. Yeah, literally around well, the corner. Well. So where did you actually live? Well, so at the time, I guess at the beginning, I was living in Coventry because I had to take a year out from uni. So I was living in Coventry, and then I think I don't know if you were there for this, but then I had to move. I moved back home in the February and came back to uni in the final term and lived on campus with freshers. But we had like a big like goodbye party to me moving home for a th- few months that was funny but yeah no at the time I was living in Coventry so I had to like get the bus all the way there so I was pretty much living at Regent Place yeah yeah but as we mentioned earlier it is our Christmas special episode mm-hmm. you guys looking forward to it yeah, yeah obviously you don't bring the Christmas spirit more than I do maybe we'll <laughs> edit in some you know Christmas sound effects if, we, if either of us are involved it's like some jingles yeah we actually um put up the Christmas tree today well actually when I say we I I woke up and it was up so. the family that I work for we put up the Christmas tree today yeah work do you have any like cool Christmas memories or stories it's always been like family orientated for me just you know at home every morning me getting really excited to get up and go open the presents there was a stage when I probably like I was in my early 20s I mean I'm still in them now where I used to be awake before my whole family and my brother he's three years younger than me I'd be like come on Brayden he'd just be like I want to sleep more and stuff <laughs> my dog loves it as well like he gets so excited and finds his little presents straight away when we go downstairs dog gets presents yeah of course he does Bro. he's a baby aren't you gonna treat your dog Hamish when you Bro, I didn't get presents I mean this was the thing I'm like right even the dog gets presents <laughs> I need to implement Christmas in my household a bit, a bit too late now. <laughs> Do you think it's like lost its appeal as you've got older at all? No, not at all. Because for like me, it's always been like just being with the family. I would say that the last few years, 
it hasn't felt as Christmassy. You know, like in the build-up, like the Christmas songs and, you know, when right. you're at school and stuff, you always watch Christmas films and do like Christmassy stuff. And then I guess at uni, we'd always have like, Christmas dinner as a flat like since leaving uni I say the last couple of years have been a bit like oh right okay but obviously this year is very different anyway yeah yeah no that is true but yeah Hamish you don't sell you, you spoke about it on last year's Christmas special but you don't really celebrate much do you no it wasn't kind of the thing like I'd ask about it, obviously when I got home from school because I learned about it in school but obviously I was too young to understand that Obviously, we didn't celebrate it and then we also couldn't afford it. But in the future, obviously, for my future kids, I would obviously implement like a Christmas celebration, Christmas tree presents and all that stuff. Because I think it's quite a nice thing and it makes your child feel, I guess, a bit more included in school as well. Uh, We did have to do, I remember in primary school, what we did was, do you know, you had to get, for your class at least, you had to go buy a pack of basically Christmas cards and you had to write one for your entire class and then put it in the post box. For your whole class? Yeah, but yeah, and you had to put it inside the inside. Yeah, we school, did that. Post yeah. Box. There was like a little post box in the library. This is when I was in uh, primary school, so like up to the age of nine. And yeah, you'd have to, you, everyone would write a card for like everyone else in the class. And it was really exciting. Every day, like the year fours would come in being like the Santa's little helpers, like delivering all the cards. Exciting times. I have this one memory of like, I don't know how old I was. It was when I lived in my old house I must have been like eight maybe and I had this bed that was you know like when kids have those really high beds and then underneath like a desk underneath it I forget what the beds are called oh yeah yeah. like a bunk bed but without the bottom bunk type thing and um, I used to sleep with my door open you know kids don't like the dark and it was Christmas Eve and I remember seeing my dad walk past my bedroom door with like a massive like just bin bag full of presents right and then for years after that I convinced myself that it wasn't what I like I didn't really see that like that was just the presence for me and Brayden although deep down I knew that was the presence from Santa as well but I, I believed in Santa till I was like 12 but I remember seeing that and it's like Mel you're an idiot <laughs> well uh, Santa just gave your dad the presents first yeah yeah. yeah yeah exactly he was on a tight schedule <laughs> my brother as well I remember when he stopped believing he told me but he didn't want me to tell mum and dad because he thought if mum and dad knew we wouldn't get all the presents from Santa so we'd get less presents oh, yeah yeah <laughs> That, that is a dilemma you face at one point in your life. Yeah. <laughs> to tell or oh, not to tell. Simpler times, eh? Hey? Yes, Santa's going to have a hard time, like, traveling yeah. to all these houses, spreading. If it's Santa has COVID, fuck me. <laughs> Everyone's fucked. Oh my God, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, should, we, should we play a little game? This is a new one. Wax Lyrical. Hamish has prepared it. Right, so basically, the short version is, I'm going to say a word, and first... One of the two to like both buzz in and then sing a song with I think that in the song title and a lyric with that word in it. Oh, it doesn't have to be in the song title. Oh, it doesn't have to be in the song title. Just just a lyric. But I think we have to know the song. Oh, I'm gonna be so bad at this. I'll have to I'll have to double check it. So you won't see this in the edit, obviously, but I'll have to double check it because I don't I most likely won't know the songs either of you two pick. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to double check if it's cool and then we'll carry on. So yeah, what where's your buzzer? I'm I'm gonna go with Ho, <laughs> as in ho ho ho. Not Aaron, in Aaron's gonna be like, ho, 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 damn it. No, it! no, it's in the other way. Oh, I'm not feeling very creative. I'll just be jingle, jingle. It's two syllables, so I'll have to. I'll have to obviously give some VAR checks. So when you say it, <laughs> get the VAR All right. out. All right. So we got the concept roughly. So let's see how it goes. Oh, okay. I'm the first word. <laughs> we 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 auto tune our voices as well, Mel. It's all right. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first word is. Snow. Jibba jingle. 
remember my thing was jingle. Jingle. Yeah, go <laughs> the on, weather go. outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful when there's simply nowhere to go. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. To be fair, that sounds completely legit. Um, <laughs> uh, what song was that? Our curiosity for the... Let it snow. Just, just let it snow. It's called yeah, let it snow. Oh, okay. <laughs> the next word is peng. What? Um, peng, as in pretty. Oh, brain freeze, man. Ho, <laughs> uh, oh, I got a peng ting called Madison. That's what I had in my head. And jumping Madison Lee. <laughs> Damn it. Is that how it goes? Something like that, yeah. That's, that's uh, not how it's it goes. It's not quite how it goes. It's, I've got a penting. Wait, wait, let's hear Mel's version. No, the only bit I can remember is like, I've got a painting bit. That's the only bit I have in my head. Okay. Anyone want to sing it? <laughs> I don't know how it goes. I've got a painting called Madison. <laughs> and I've got to jump him at Addison Lee. I mean, Aaron, the lyrics are wrong, but you know, I'm going to be generous this Christmas. I'm going to give you half a point for that. Yeah, the next word is you. Jingle. Bit of Ed Sheeran. I'm in love with the shape of you. <laughs> You need to sing it. You need to sing it. You're going to have to sing it. Like, wait, 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 wait. I'm in love with the shape of you. Push and pull like a magnet, do. I'm in love with your body. All right. That, that's that. No, dude, no, dude. <laughs> to be honest, I, for this one, I was expecting. Oh, wait. I'm not going to spoil it because I, 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 I looked at a few Christmas, Christmas songs. songs. Yeah, I couldn't think of yeah, a yeah, I looked song. at a few Christmas songs. Oh, all I want for Christmas is you. Ah, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Next yeah. word is Christmas. Oh. Jingle. <sighs> All I want for <laughs> Christmas <off>. is you. <laughs> All right, we'll give point five because obviously you baited yourself out. Wow. Um, the next word is waste man. A hoe. Act like a waste man. That's not me. That's not me. Lips in the girl. Now that's not me. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. All right. The next word is is happy. Jingo. Do you want to know the first thing that's coming to my head? If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I was going for at least Farrell Williams. That's the little song that I based off. <laughs> but I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you point, point, oh um, five points for that. Thanks, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, that, that's an official song. That's an official song to be fair. Yeah, it's a song. Or you could do that. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Right, next one is love. Ho. And I <laughs> will always love you. <laughs> that was beautiful. I enjoyed that. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you a point. And I wish that. you joy <laughs> oh. and happiness. <laughs> let let me alright. I don't know if this one's gonna count, so th- <sighs> Bell. Jingle. Bells, jingle, bells, jingle all the way. <laughs> I like how you I... continued it on from your bell. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. So I'll, get, I'll give you a point for that. Oh, yeah. Wait, do we want more words or are we fine with it there? Because I think it's a bit tough right now. Am I losing? Yeah. Do one more. <laughs> Lights. Ho. Jingle. Okay, Aaron, go and try. Turn the lights up in this place. And she shines just like a star. (laughs) Girl, I swear I know her face. I just don't don't know who you are. She wants to hold me. Come closer. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Come closer. 
Tune. <laughs> what do you think of what I said? Hey, and I yeah. just can't pull myself right, I've away. The I've tallied up the points now, I guess. It made no difference to the song. Singing so good, might get copyright claimed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guest always wins. 3.5 to 3. Yep. Melody. Woo! My name is Melody, so... <sighs> It's got to happen, isn't it? That, that is true. <laughs> so I was going to use that. So I wanted to hear someone sing replay, but I left it out because I thought it was too cringy. Oh, um, no. That literally. No, that would have been funny. And that would have been what I sung. Because when I was at school, my PE teacher, weirdly, random, used to sing it every time he saw me. Like, shorties, like a melody in my head. <laughs> Also, <laughs> Little Mix have a new song out called Sweet Melody, and it's a banger if you haven't already heard it. From the melodic voices of you lot being trying to be artists we do actually have a artist that can draw slash paint i don't know what the correct terminology <laughs> is you dabble in drawing <laughs> dabble in it but, well i don't know i don't know what it, i don't know how to really word it. i'm trying to transition without i need a josh kv smooth like transition right now that's why i need <laughs> josh kv for listening <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um i mean i've been like into art for quite a while and i've always been into like drawing kind of like mandala art matthew smiles got one of my first ever well my best ever lion drawing things which he always likes to remind me for like his birthday a while back oh god that must be like four years ago now three years ago i don't know but yeah so i do sort of like you know like you know like those mandala drawings normally they come in like circles and stuff so it's quite like intricate black ink stuff so i do a lot of those i do commissions for those and recently i've started doing watercolor nude art as well so I've done quite a few when of them. When you say commission, does that mean you get paid? Yeah, or is yeah, that yeah. like something else? Yeah. Oh, okay. So basically, I have an Instagram, at Melody Dawn Art. Then from there, there's a link to my Etsy. So yeah, I've heard people can either buy ones I've already drawn or commission ones. So recently, I've had someone want me to draw them an elephant. So I've done that. And then a couple of people have commissioned me to paint their nude. So I do it in whatever colour scheme they'd like me to do, like pinks, blues, oranges, whatever. And yeah, I love doing it. The watercolours are my favourite ones, for sure. Yeah, so you said, Matt, you got your like first one like four years ago. Is that like when you started? Yeah, so it was when I first started with like the mandala style stuff. Right. So he got a lion in that style. And then I... Basically, for like quite a few years, I always did them for people for their birthdays. I'm pretty sure Josh KV has got one. Josh Bond has got one. And a few other people from uni for birthdays. And then like a year ago, I was like, oh, I really should do this and start selling them, you know, because I don't work that many hours with my job. And I was going to start doing it. And then I kind of didn't. And then obviously this year happened. And then since living back home for this second lockdown, I decided that I'll actually start doing it and sort it out so I do it properly and start selling stuff. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, I think lockdown lockdown has been something that quite a few of our guests and like friends outside as well like have it's kind of pushed them to actually start doing something they've been kind of like putting off for quite a while. Yeah. A lot of them actually start their own podcasts, dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> but I to be fair, I really would like my own podcast, but it's just like setting it up and like, you know. Uh, another one yeah no i do i have done for a while no, no that's cool that's cool no it's me and hamish have this joke yeah, yes. like upload uh, to our second channel yeah, yeah just upload to our second <laughs> channel it's all good <laughs> no no me, me and hamish have this like joke just how many people like we inspired yeah that we've that we've inspired yeah, yeah. We've like inspired, start yeah i've been getting really into podcasts i think as well this lockdown when i've been doing my art and stuff 
I'll always be listening to one. Third wheel, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually quite different because I think generally like people listen to podcasts on like the work commute. Well, that's what I yeah. know a lot of, quite a few listeners have. And then without that work commute, they tend maybe to forget about them, just like listening to it in the house kind of thing. But yeah, on back on the, like the art stuff, that's really cool. Did you like do art at school or anything? Uh, I did art GCSE. That was as far as that went. I mean, I was always fairly good at it, I guess. I, you know, I was able to do it for GCSE. Back in the day, I wanted to be a fashion designer. This is before I did my uh, A-levels. So I did like art and textiles at GCSE. And then obviously going to uni, I kind of stopped. I didn't really do anything at uni. And yeah, it's kind of been since graduating and, you know. Yeah. And the nude stuff as well. Have you ever been to any like life drawing? No, I haven't. So that was recently I've been following a lot more like I've been on Instagram and following some really brilliant body positive like feminist accounts. And I saw like some a friend of a friend from uni was doing a nude art and I was looking at it and I was like, I could do something like that. So I just tried with my watercolour paints because that's like my preferred medium. And I was like, this is really good. And I really like how it can like empower people you know if you have your if you're not comfortable with your body and have your nude painted you know like beautiful color scheme or whatever and you can like have it there good question so you don't do wait life drawing is the one where they're in person so you're yeah. on etsy when they're commissioning you they're sending you a picture is yeah. that what they're doing yeah Okay. So yeah, so I thought it could have been could have been over Zoom just like standing there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a photo. I remember I actually went to a life drawing class in uh at Warwick. Um Oh really? Cool. And that was that was the first one I went to. Um, Were you the and, model? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the, the people I just re- I remember it like so clearly because the there was a a man and a woman, like I think the woman went first and the man went. And the woman did it without problem and then the man went and then did his pose and they're like standing there for ages and you have like different types so there's sometimes it's like quick so sometimes they'll do a pose for two minutes and they'll change and then do a 10 minute one then a 15 minute one and the last one was like a 30 minute one and the guy the poor guy he just chose some awkward pose and (laughs) like 10 minutes in he just started shaking like he just couldn't like it was like his leg keeping him kind of in that position it was like kind of holding all his weight and then it just kind of like shaking, it just like collapsed. Oh no. But like kind of kind of like uh yeah, took it like a champ. But yeah, I just it was just quite uh yeah, a funny experience. Mm. But I guess I guess that's something that you do like I know, do you see are there many people that do that? Um like commission nude. Yeah, there are paintings? a few. I think since starting it myself and kind of like putting myself more into that. I guess community you could say online and stuff there are like quite a few people but people tend to do it in different medias so as in acrylic paints rather than watercolors I haven't seen many people sort of the exact same style that I do but it is so difficult especially with Instagram to sort of promote yourself because of Instagram's rules I can't you know like if you have a business or whatever on Instagram you can like pay like you know 10 pound and then it'll like come up as a sponsored ad for some people instagram won't let me do it for my account because of the content and bear in mind at the moment like the most nude thing i have on there is like there's boobs and there's bums but they're painted it's it's just ridiculous so i can't even like grow my own business that way did you read like into the i don't know the yeah. terms and conditions what do so, they say when they like blocked it do they say specifically why or yeah or did you follow well, up at all or anything 
I did get an email from Instagram literally like two days ago that apparently they've updated their terms of service again, um, which I need to look into. But for me, they basically said it was the content of my actual account. And then they gave examples of what like nudity stuff was fine. And all of them were like not fine apart from then they showed like, you know, you get those Greek statues of men with everything hanging out, Mm -hmm. you know, that's fine to have a photo of a Greek statue with a penis out on Instagram. That's fine. Yeah, it's, that's a bit weird because they're both art, isn't it? Yeah. They're just different forms, different mediums. I mean, or... it's like similar to this argument, you know, like men's nipples are fine. But like as soon as there's a woman's nipple, it's like, uh-oh, run away. This isn't allowed. Yeah. It's like comes under the same thing, really. To be honest, at least the ones I had a quick skim over, like, or that I haven't seen been posted live, like one was literally like butt cheeks. And like, I don't think it was that deep if they're yeah. showing statues yeah. with it. I know. With hanging out, like surely it's not that deep. No, well, apparently it's like s- some of them are like full, you know, like the female body, like with boobs and that. Mm-hmm. But it, this is the point. It's like it's not like a sexualized thing, you know. But Instagram are making it sexualized by saying that it's not allowed. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what. Uh... No, there's nothing I can do. I just have to try and like row my page through, I guess, word of mouth. Have you tried Reddit? No, not for this kind of stuff yet. Well, Reddit would be nice. Yeah, you yeah. should have a look at that. There's there's like tons of channels and yeah yeah. There's a, there's a channel on Reddit called Reddit Gets Drawn. Okay, which I'm like a part of, and basically people just post like a photo on there, and then if you look in the comments, people just draw it. Huh. Like random people would just draw. So if I posted a photo of me on here, people just comment on it and just draw me, like random people, That's cool. and then send it. Yeah, I'll have a look at that. Oh wow. But then that is without like pay or anything. Yeah. But that could be a way to like just, I know. Yeah, get, there's definitely, the there out. is like other options for sure. But that's a bit, yeah, weird of Instagram. I know. I mean, there's a lot of sort of like body positive feminist accounts that I follow that are getting censored. For example, there are some ones that are like trying to um, just normalize like women being on their period not just women people with vaginas being on their periods with vulvas sorry and like so much of their stuff gets blocked and it's literally about because it's a you know something that's so taboo and that no one talks about and now instagram is like blocking educational stuff that it is it is getting crazy now you know what you should do you need to make a website or get someone to make your website where you just have it all and then you can it'll be easier to promote on google if google because google i think would let they run ads on pretty much anything provided i guess it isn't like covid related or so like that so you could maybe get away with that and maybe your website would spread a lot better and then it would also link back to your insta post which would directly get you some more insta views hopefully yeah i I mean i have an etsy and etsy is pretty good but like obviously to like grow a following i guess you could say on etsy is very different yeah i've used etsy before etsy is like quite a decent site no it's really good especially at the moment you know wanting to support small businesses and that with christmas coming up instagram allow violence on the pages but then they're gonna block that so oh my god there's some blood that happens to half of the people no it is it is getting ridiculous now and i think i know a lot of even like again pole dancing a lot of pole dancers are having their account shadow banned and all of this kind of stuff. So I know there is quite a lot of uproar at the moment about it, but that's the thing, What's like Instagram, shadow Facebook. Yeah. Oh, so shadow band is basically, say, right, say, for example, a pole dancer, you know, to I did pole dancing at uni for three years. And you basically, you have to wear minimal clothing so that you can get better grip on the pole. And a lot of accounts, for example, will have people dancing. And shadow band is as in 
you know like on instagram there's like an algorithm so stuff doesn't come up in order it just shows you random posts on your page of people you follow so it will be say you follow a poll account their posts just won't show up for you right but you don't really know that yeah they're like cuts i don't know what you'd call it like the viewing so say yeah, normally yeah, you you have like 50,000 followers say normally you get 5,000 likes a post suddenly you'd only get 500 because your photos are just not getting shown and like you know in like the, the discover tab as well like they just stop getting shown in there yeah it's like your profile's just been like muted by loads of people yeah yeah hmm right twitter did that to me for one of my pages that i like following and i'm not getting notifications for anyone fuming yeah. about it i have to go to the page manually if it's like any way like you know different <laughs> I mean, my, mine's one of the cat pages I follow. It won't show me the notifications, and I even have notifications enabled. Getting, it's Rolf at Warwick. Big up Rolf at Warwick. So, you know, I'm, I'm a bit fuming that I have to go to the page every single time before I would get a notification. So, it's a cat every page. Morning. Yeah. Have you not heard of Rolf at Warwick? No, but it's all that pussy, you know? They've got to ban it. <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> Can't be showing stuff like that on Instagram. What if you put it on OnlyFans? I don't know. If that, that, no, I've that like genuinely, it. I've I've thought about this, but I think if I put it on OnlyFans, because it's like meant, it's like art. Uh, like I have had some people, men. Don't know why I said people. It's been men message me and being like, "Oh, can I have one?" But specifically of you, and it's like this is meant to be like empowering art. This isn't this isn't porn. So it's like if I put it on OnlyFans, it would be more like it is, which is nothing, you know, like. If I could, I'd probably have my own OnlyFans, not going to lie. But um, it's about, yeah, like keeping it separate from that. Yeah, but I, I think the main problem is like Instagram's like the largest. Yeah. If like one of the largest social media platforms. I mean, it is currently my favourite social media platform as well because of yeah. all these new accounts and stuff I've been able to find and follow. Like that have been so just like empowering and accepting and inclusive and stuff when especially when the world is the way it is at the moment like it's really nice to just see positive stuff on your timeline about you know just raising minorities voices i guess you could say yeah but these guys asking you for like your own <laughs> nude paintings are they guys you knew or like yeah so i don't know whether i should say i'm not gonna name a shame yeah but he, he he was a dick like he was a proper, proper right-wing Tory that sexist, all of it. Like, I just didn't mm. like him. And then, yeah, he messaged me basically being like, oh, you know, and I was like, well, I've got some pre-drawn ones. You can buy one of them if you want, like, being professional. And he was like, oh, but, like, I was hoping for one specifically from you, of you. And I was like, well, I don't specify, like, I do use myself as the model sometimes, but I'm not going to specify what ones are of me and what ones aren't. And I was like, this isn't porn. And he was like, yeah, well, that's not really what I wanted or something. I was just like, no, well, you're not, I'm not going to sell you one then. What a little prick. I know. Just give him, you should just give him some random drawing. <laughs> of some random you, should, you should, you should paint a middle finger and just post it to him and make it <laughs> let him think that he's bought something else. <laughs> Yeah, give me, and give then me the just, money. Can you just put the third wheel, put the third wheel handle on the bottom <laughs> so at least you can, because then he'll come and listen to the podcast and realize he's just been called out for being a prick. Yeah. To be fair, he's the only one that I think, I don't think, I think I've had a couple others that have said, but other than that, people have been fairly like good about it. I have had a couple of guys wanting me to do one of theirs, but they didn't go through with it. Like, and one of them I'm waiting to hear back from still, but I do have a male model as well. Have you done any guy ones yet? Not yet. No. Although I was saying, I messaged um, 
the uni lads the other day being like hey you know support small businesses if you guys want a present you can get me to do one of my mandala designs or even one of my nudes and KV was like it depends who the model is so I just said they were all Matthew Smiles and he said that you take the lot (laughs) (laughs) of course of course (laughs) of course he did of course he did what a boy yeah so you've touched a bit on that on like body positivity Uh when did you start to like really get into and what was like the kind of the pushing edge for you to start wanting to do like new drawings or what like gave you the confidence to even put yourself up for like a new drawing yeah obviously I did pole in that uni which helped so much with my own body confidence and self-confidence especially because you have to wear like minimal clothing and the community was like really lovely and supporting and it's about you know being strong and just like what you can do but really like recently I think with this year it's a bit deep but I went through a breakup a couple of months ago I was actually living with him the whole of the first lockdown so it was like very intense and then he ended things and like he's he's a lovely guy like I would never say a word bad word about him I don't resent it or anything and it's now like two months on and I feel like I've like been realising a lot about myself. Like I finally had private therapy because I've had therapy through the NHS before, which was crap. And it's kind of like been opening me, like my own mind up a lot. So like I said, I've been following more like feminist accounts and all of this kind of thing. And being like, I want to do something to help people like with this, I say in this community, it's not really community, but like, so she's so many, not just women, like, all all genders struggle with body image and more so men recently and then for example people with like body dysmorphia and that are questioning their own gender and stuff like there's so much of it going on especially this year because I feel like people have had more time to kind of sit in their own head if you know what I mean and I just want to basically it's like a way for me to like get a foot in to that industry I guess you could say and kind of yeah sort of I guess promote not just body positivity but just like like I don't know like self-love you could say just because there's so many there's so much hate as well in the world this year that I feel like people like especially like minorities you know like with Black Lives Matter everything that's happened this year has just been mental and it's about raising those people's voices so through doing this it's kind of like I said getting my foot in the door and yeah just showing up more in that side of things it's I don't know yeah it's difficult to explain I guess yeah, I was thinking as well, like, it's because I guess the way society deems the perfect man and woman to be ideally, I guess, the bodies and also what's constantly put on TV. For mm. example, the most common one I think is, was it Love Island? Yeah, yeah, Love Island. So that one would always make like, oh shit, every guy needs to have a six pack. Yeah. And then me and Aaron are just like, oh fuck. <laughs> Speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> no, I'm just like, look, yeah, I couldn't give a fuck, but yeah, I understand like it can affect everyone, like depending on how people view the world, how they grew up and so on, like, and how they understand the current society and so on, like it can affect a lot of people. Like, like I don't think I would go around showing my body, but, I, but I'm not sure if that's also an effect of what I expect society. Yeah, exactly. To want it to look like. So, like, yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. Like, yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can understand it to a small extent, but I'm not someone who's also too bothered. It, like, I guess, apart from it, otherwise, you know, like I'm not. Yeah, I think it's definitely becoming a bigger thing for men now than it has been before because of, like you said, programs like Love Island and being like, oh, you know, man's got to have a six pack and all this kind of thing. But it is interesting how, like, the perfect 
body changes because say like I don't know 10 years ago all you'd see is really fe- female I'm talking about really skinny female models but now society is more going towards like curvy but the thing is you've got to be curvy but you've still got to be skinny so like tiny waist big bum big boobs and although it is getting worse for men I still think like the way things have been like over the years there's like so much pressure on women like these young girls I see now I see like probably like 13 year olds walking around the streets and I'm just like how how do you look like that when I was 13 I was wearing a top that said like dinosaur rock on it and had loads of (laughs) neon dinosaurs on it like that was actually a top I had and like bootleg jeans you know and now there's these girls that could look like they're 17 but they're actually 13 it's mad And you know, there was a show on TV. I don't remember what it was. I remember like on one of the first four, five channels that used to come on. So like it'll be where they, by the end of the 30 minutes here, yeah, there'll be basically a person standing, like showing their butt through like a store window. Yeah. It was like a Gok Bon show or something. What? Do you, do you know How recent was, are you talking? It's like a long time ago when I only had five channels. That's what I'm saying. Like it's basically, it was like, it was to promote like, oh, I can be happy with my own body slash bum, I guess. Because people were too. How to look good naked? Is that him? Is it that? Probably. I don't know. But basically, I mean, that was the thing. But also, just... that uh, as much as you know, got yeah, fair play to got Guan. I still think there was problems with that show. Naked Attraction. Yeah, naked. Yeah. Do you know what? Have you Naked Attraction? I think it's actually quite a good show. Oh, yeah, I think it was that. In that's that, recent, was that, how it shows. Oh wait. Yeah, that's recent. But as in Naked Attraction shows, literally like the first couple of seasons was basically like more fit people you know skinny slim people but recently there's been like different ages different genders like everything on there like transgender people non-binary people all of this that have different bodies because i remember the first time watching it maybe like three years ago and you know at the time like considering myself as straight i'd only been with guys so it's not like i'd seen many women's bodies so it was like really cool to be like oh there are so many different kinds of vulvas and like you know everyone's boobs look different and i think for men as well it'd be quite good to be like oh okay my dick isn't weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like it's quite no no i get what you say i've seen i've seen one episode of it it's um, a good show <laughs> i remember a thing about like they tried to make mannequins with um i think plus size models or something and then it received backlash because it didn't want the, I guess, kids to grow up to be plus size model or something. Was this? Did we speak about this in Kerry's episode? No, not mannequin stuff. Oh, I think that's pretty recent. Plus- what you're talking about? Oh, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like Mel, like five years ago or maybe longer. Maybe if somebody came up to you and was like, "Hey, can would you be up for doing like a life drawing?" Yeah. Would you have been like confident then? No. Let's do one. Even for, so for, say right five years ago I would have been twenty so I would have been we would have been in second year of uni no not at all it's about building the confidence on your own and like learning that also it's like getting into the gym and stuff and like building muscle and seeing how my body changed and I was like I've got a bum now I've got really nice legs like that's definitely was a big part of it for me and just being like skinny isn't good because there was a, there was a point where I was very unwell uh it was before uni because I, ba- I basically had an eating disorder and I didn't have a period for six months and stuff like that and then I look back at photos now and I'm just like how stupid so yeah it's the gym definitely helped. There's the thing is, there's not really a like you know a magic recipe to how to be confident in yourself. I just think also it's time and getting older and like yeah. realizing that it doesn't actually matter. Like there are so much more important things to think about than how you look. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I think you, you touched on like gym there. Like for me, kind of into uni first year or something. Like I'm not, I'm not 
big now or anything, but like compared to what I was first year, I looked about 10 years old. <laughs> and I think just, but then, see, I'm a bit conflicted with that as well because like, yeah, I went to the gym a bit, got like a bit of muscle, looked a bit bigger, looked a bit older, and that made me a bit more confident. But like, I'm also kind of like, but I shouldn't have been unconfident back then, still, like because of my body. Like it was, uh, yeah, it was like nothing wrong with it, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. In my head, more than anything, maybe. I think for me personally, it was the fact that I was too skinny because I didn't eat. Like I hardly ever, I, I just didn't have a good diet. And so going to the gym kind of like made me eat more and fall in love with food again. So now I genuinely just eat what I want. For you, it was like almost like unhealthy. Yeah. Like if, if it's at the point where it is unhealthy, then that's not good. But like I said, it's really hard for you to like just anyone to just be happy with the way they are and I think honestly I think if you ask most people very few people would be like yeah I, I like the way I look completely you know and as well like it's 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 also much deeper than that though like, it's like how we've been brought up and it's like society and all of that kind of stuff yeah like Hamish touched on like most people like I bet if you ask majority of people if they trade their body for whatever is whoever the go-to guy or woman is at the yeah. moment they'd probably be like, yeah. But the thing is, you're like, as kids, yeah, we want to grow up to be like someone or be better than yeah. someone. And the thing is, when you're trying to be like someone, obviously there's that image of that, but when you're trying to be better than someone as well, like the only better is to be in a condition that's quite hard to reach and maintain as well. Yeah. Like in reality, obviously you have to be motivated to do it in many different ways. So like, obviously I'd love for everything to return back to normal so I can play indoor sports so I can get my fitness back up and everything. You know, and all that stuff. But I was just going to kind of like already and also ask the question to Aaron because I don't think me or Aaron ever discussed it. But Aaron, would you say like you're confident to go to like a beach tomorrow and not care what people think about you? Like if you were just in shorts? Uh, yeah. Because I don't think either, I'd be either fine. me and you. Okay, fair. Yeah, I think I'll be mostly fine. Yeah. I think I no, I say mostly fine. I, I would. I don't I don't know. I don't do kind of public things like that. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I back myself. I think I've got a very underrated body. <laughs> you know what no but don't laugh though that's how you should be and this is the thing like when people say that stuff to me like it it's hard because because we've kind of learned especially for women that we have to be so modest and be like if we get complimented be like oh i'm not pretty kind of thing it does make kind of some women look arrogant but genuinely i think i'm fit like i do <laughs> and it's like so if you say that then people are like oh she's a bit arrogant why are you so full of yourself like well everyone should be though it's just how we've been taught like growing up to not be and you know yeah i like telling people to just rate themselves man like you gotta have a bit of self-respect like yeah but then as mel said is that there's like a fine line between people thinking you're being confident and then your people thinking mm. you're being arrogant. yeah but there's one thing like the foot like a really really like fit and pretty girl thinking that she's not fit and pretty just because She's working to some other idealistic version. Like, shut up, man. Like, you are. Like, it's... Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. when you have to like, tell people, like, you are fit and pretty. Like, and it's good that you accepted it, Melody, because, like, that's, like, one of the things, right? Like, if you don't accept it, then... Yeah. You're just going to be... It's just going to make you sadder, I think, at the end of the day as well. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so difficult because... Like I said, I was never, I wasn't that confident growing up. Like I had boobs before any of my friends did. I had really bad teeth, like all of these things. And like, I, I say like a lot. <laughs> it's got to the point now, especially I feel like in the last couple of months where I'm kind of, if I do say, you know, I think I'm fit and someone's like, oh, that's a bit arrogant of you. Then it's like, well, fair enough. I'm kind of at the stage now where I'm not caring what other people think, especially because I am being more vocal on social media about all 
the stuff that's going on with society and sexism and all that, you know, homophobia, everything like that. There is the worry of people being like, oh, you know, she's a bit loud kind of thing. Like, I am opinionated and I will say my opinion. But because, especially again, going back to it, women are kind of taught as they're growing up to be nice more so and just be like oh you know you like be the mediator be kind just let people get on with it it's definitely like a like like the feminists that I follow like Florence Given and stuff so many men like and people in general don't like her because she does speak her mind and opinionated and I think it's about like getting to the point where it's like well you only have one life like the same as going on with body positivity like we literally, you know, YOLO, YOLO is true. <laughs> so you've got a, but again, you know, it's so difficult. I actually saw, uh, I saw a funny tweet, like literally like yesterday. And it was like, we actually have two lives. We have the life that we start off with. And then our second life begins once we realize that we only have one life. Yeah. Yeah. Which mm, that's- oh, no, that's interesting. Again, I've just turned 25, so I had to have my first smear test about a month ago. And I think before, I would have been super, super nervous about that, you know, literally having your legs open in front of a nurse. Luckily, it was a female nurse. But with all of this, like, stuff I've been following on Instagram, and it really helped just being, like, more in that community and, like, seeing women just promote, you know, everyone's body is different and everyone's body is beautiful. That, like, when I went for the smear test, I mean, I actually nearly passed out afterwards, but that's because of, like, oh, it just made me cringe too much. Um, and I'm a bit pathetic with stuff like that. But, like, you know, just getting your kit off in front of a, an actual nurse or doctor is pretty easy. But like I said, I don't, like, I can't pinpoint when it actually happened. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, I, th- I think it is something, as you mentioned earlier, like, it comes with, it almost comes with age and, like, just yeah, maturity, yeah, yeah. I think. I think I think when you I think maybe it happens during uni when when you can actually think outside of those clothes because at university you're kind of I like to think you're a bit more freer than you ever were at A levels and everything else. Yeah, before. for sure. Because you're always forced to look down a set. You're basically looking down a, a tunnel, and you're forced to do that. And then at the end of the tunnel is basically uni. Is how I'm going to describe it. And at uni you could go any which way. Maybe you may go back into some other tunnel and continue, or you'll be off. I don't know on some next tangent on some next road that's the way i like to think of it Mm. like how people may think but then it also doesn't explain i guess some of the older people who never changed their way of thinking uni definitely well it should open people's minds up more like from where i live especially it's all very conservative and very white everyone here is white and at uni i mean to be honest warwick wasn't that like multicultural and it was pretty much all Oxbridge rejects um so everyone there was of a certain you know caliber I guess you could say but it definitely opens your mind more but I have found that especially where I live and with everything that's going on my own head now I'm very fed up with it like I said it's everyone here is white everyone here is conservative and there's no no one's I don't know like, like I went to Brighton just before this lockdown and I love it there you know it's like the gay capital of the country and Everyone is so accepting and inclusive. Like you have people walking down the streets like in drag. If someone dared walk in like a bar in my town, you know, when we can go into bars, like if a, if a guy walked into a club, a bar wearing makeup, like people would just say stuff and it would just, you know, be an awful experience for them. And it's like, why? It's like, you know, all this stuff that's going on with Harry Styles on the cover of Vogue. Have you seen that? I've seen it from you on Instagram. <laughs> I have no idea about it. So Harry Styles was on the cover of Vogue uh, like last week and 
he was wearing a dress. This isn't the first time he's worn a dress. You know, Harry always wears, like, I guess you could call it more feminine clothing. He, he wears what he wants. But it receives so much backlash from people being like, oh, you know, like, we need manly men in this country. There are too many snowflakes and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it just blows my mind that people care this much about a guy wearing a dress. Let him wear a dress, you know, he's not hurting yeah. you. And I think I think he looked great. I think more men should wear dresses, you know. Yeah, I remember you posting the... It was like literally like this week yeah. or last week, the Harry Styles thing. I just kept thinking like, it just, it just looks uncomfortable, man. Like It looks uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, what he was wearing, yeah. no one would wear anyway, because it was so like flamboyant. But I mean, in general, like it was quite good though. Like some of the comments I got from people were like, oh, he looks better in that. Like from girls, like he looks better than that than I ever would. And from guys as well being like, you know, he's just too fit. He shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway just because he's too fit like joking uh which is good but yeah recently you have been quite like active about like body positivity and like the feminist movement i know there's something you want to talk about i guess first things first for like people that for whatever reason don't know what is feminism it's basically just equality for all genders and i think the misconception a lot of people have with it is that it's we hate men women should be better than men and that's not what it is mm. where does that come from that misconception I think, so obviously you do get the very strong feminists that would be like that, but you get that in everything. Like with the Black Lives Matter movement, you have those people which are like, you know, Marxist, Marxism and that kind of thing. I also do think a lot of it is to do with the patriarchy because everything is so geared to, okay, things are better now than they were like 50 years ago, but it has always been like very, everything is just based like targeted to men more so mm. feminism in the word you know feminism femininity whatever if a man's feminine he gets shunned like harry styles so i think people just make it seem something it's not i know but like at the end of the day it is about all gender equality so that blankets like non-binary transgender non-gender conforming all of the genders that you can be just all being equal and I do think I, it's weird since getting more into it as well. So I've re-downloaded like Tinder and stuff. I've actually ended up having some like deep conversations with men that I've matched with on Tinder about it that have actually made me very angry. Because I think especially like obviously being a cis, so do you know what cis means? Like if you're a cis man. No. no. Cis, cis means you identify as the biological gender you are so you know say you you were both i you know assume born male like with male parts and you identify as male yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. same as i was born with the vulva identifies female that's what cis means so like i say cis men because transgender men as you know like they weren't born with male parts if that makes sense yeah cis, so cis men haven't ever experienced any kind of sexism really because of how like patriarchy is in that so it's difficult for them to an extent for some men to understand what it's like, like I remember I think it was the beginning of the year I went to a club with one of my like one of my mates from school and a friend that I met traveling so there was me and Sky, so two girls and then Russell the guy and we end up going to the club and Russell's quite sober and I remember him saying afterwards he was like I didn't realize how awful men can be in clubs before because I've always been too drunk to notice and I think it's that honestly any woman you speak to yes yes it does happen to men as well but any woman you speak to has probably been groped or touched inappropriately in a club 
that it, it just happens all the time. So it's just small things like that. Um, it definitely happened to me a lot at uni. Just, you know, like a random guy just like grabbing your ass or something. So I think especially as cis men, you aren't ever exposed to it or experience it. So it's harder to understand exactly how deep it actually goes into society. And, you know, it goes deeper than that. Like for me recently, I've been like wearing makeup. I never wear that much makeup anyway, but I've been trying to do it for myself because um, sometimes I'll be like, say going out to meet someone for a walk because that's all we can do at the moment and in my head I'm like oh you should probably put some makeup on but I've been actually like catching myself and being like why like why it's like society like women women are sexist as well like definitely like you know I'm not saying it's completely just men and it's I remember having a conversation with a guy and he was saying something about how, like, it's the minority of men and I'm like but it's not the minority of men and people like I'm close to you know, like the people we knew, knew at uni, they are the they are the minority yeah. of men that aren't like openly sexist. You know, like we had a really good group at uni, but it's like on the broader scale, you just I don't know, just just look at politics for example. Like how many women are there, and these men that are in power, like the amount of sexual assault allegations Boris has, and he's still the prime minister. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I just think same with um when Trump was president as well. He had multiple yes, um, so rape many. allegations. Biden isn't any better. Biden is apparently a bit of a yeah. sex predator. Mm. But he's, you know, lesser of two evils, I guess you could say. Yeah. But yeah. But I would say there's someone I follow. This is for like anyone really, whatever gender you are listening. There's a woman I could follow called Florence Given on Instagram and she's got a book out called Women Don't Owe You Pretty. And I've just started reading that and so many women non-binary trans people i know that have read it have said it's like the best book they've ever read because it really helps open your eyes and also apparently the woman that wrote it florence put on her instagram the other day saying that she went in some waterstones or something and the woman said most people that have been buying the book have been men so that's quite interesting is that the one with the really colorful front cover yeah it's like pink and yellow yeah i've seen everyone with that book recently my sister's bought it yeah yeah, it came out like earlier this year. And it's because the thing is, it's not about attacking men. Like, for example, I'm a white female. And during all of the Black Lives Matter stuff, I'm not, you know, a racist person myself, but I can accept that as being a white person, we've done so much damage for minorities, etc. So I can be like, okay, we have fucked up. And I'm going to actively try and promote these people's voices and understand where they're coming from. And I feel like it's the same with sexism, like with men being like, I'm not saying you're all the problem. I'm saying a lot of you have contributed to this. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's really hard to like yeah, word yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So what as men, or like cis males, I think you said, uh-huh. what can we do? The same to like help. as for anything that you don't understand is educate yourselves, as in mm-hmm. seek out, like you know these books like women don't know you pretty and again instagram is such a good tool for this and also speak to women i think that's the main one about their experiences and check yourself so i don't know like i've been in relationships and stuff where i've been made to feel like the thing is because it's so much deeper than that like it's how we're brought up especially you know, in this society. And I'm with all of this, I'm speaking about the UK because it's all I've experienced and it's all everyone. And I guess America as well. Just, yeah, like, like, just educate yourselves and see. I think it just, it comes down to education and just actually like actively 
seeking it yourself rather than just being like, oh, you know, if I'm saying something kind of wrong, like so-and-so will pick me up on it. Like, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's what I did during lockdown when after George Floyd got murdered, I've been following a lot more accounts run by black women and black men and sharing what they have to say. And so that's what I mean, going back to the feminism thing, especially I feel like a big part of it is trans women of colour are their voices should be spread a lot more because they experience the most racism but also the most hatred in general because you know they're transgender so I think it's really important to raise their voices as well at the moment and Pose everyone should watch Pose it's on BBC I believe and it's a drama with transgender actors in it about the fashion scene and like the gay scene in the 80s I want to say I think it's the 80s in New York it's really really good but it's really like eye-opening as well for stuff like that yeah what do you think of because I've seen a lot of YouTube videos where a lot of TED talks where there's like a lot of women who would be like oh I'm not a feminist (sighs) and when I've listened to them they're basically saying they are a feminist but they just don't call it feminism yeah because somehow the the word feminist has been given like a bad connotation yeah by uh, people that actually had some ill intent or some other people who wanted to paint it in that picture. Yeah. Which doesn't obviously help the case, I think. Yeah, no, I see what these people are saying, but I really think the word feminist should be reclaimed and brought back to what it actually does mean. Because at the end of the day, like like I've said before, it's about equality for all. And yeah, I just hope that these you know these women again these women as well are part of the problem like that some women are extremely sexist as well against their own gender and yeah just reclaiming the word feminism yeah there's even like a group called like women against feminism that's quite large i believe yeah so the biggest one that annoys me so there are two things like terms which i'm big on the moment one is turfs and one is swerfs now okay I've never heard of these, by the way. What do these mean? So a TERF is an acronym for trans-exclusionary radical feminist and a SWERF is sex worker exclusionary radical feminist. So these are feminists that don't include trans people or feminists that don't include sex workers. And that's like a big thing as well. So there are these women that, you know, again, we're going to we're gonna bring in J.K. Rowling and how much of a twat she is with everything. I knew that was coming yeah. as well. Or, I was waiting for yeah. it. <laughs> so she, she is a massive turf, trans-exclusionary feminist. And what, what she's done with, her, oh, it just makes me so angry, with the level of, with how, like her platform that she has and she's done mm. this actually makes me feel sick, especially because how big Harry Potter is for so many people our age, because like I grew up with it. And I'm still going to have it in my life, but because I think it is quite removed from her now anyway. But it kind of tinges it a bit. Yeah, but th- that she just makes the whole like feminism thing. Like, how can you not include these people that identify as women? And the same with sex workers as well. Like, the whole point of feminism is everyone should be helping everyone. And the bad name that sex workers get when it's something that can bring so much empowerment to women and whatever gender you are and the fact that it is a male formed industry that's the word and then reclaiming it and making it ours and at the end of the day people should pay for porn we all enjoy it so why not pay for it why not let these people just like you know we pay for music 
well most of the time we pay for films and video like it's a media it's something we consume and everyone does so why not like make it more of like a positive industry but yeah so it's the feminists that and there is it is very few of them but people like jk rowling that have such a large platform and just spew absolute shit yeah just someone with her well anyone in general but with her platform like the amount of like kids yeah that could be influenced by her yeah exactly and i feel like a lot of the kids that are into harry potter are probably ones that are i guess left out in society like it's a world you can immerse yourself in so a lot of these children probably are part of the lgbt community and then seeing that the person who created this world that they love doesn't think they should have fundamental human rights you know it is disgusting but so many of the harry potter like cast pretty much all of them like spoke out against her yeah and we're just like we don't agree with anything that she says which is really good yeah for sure has any of this stuff like sexism you've experienced has it had any like impact on your like mental health and even the body positivity stuff i feel like it all kind of ties into one it's like the pressure young women are put under to look good for boys (laughs) from it's not from like the individual but it's from society as a whole you know uh none of my female mates i remember being in year 11 none of my female friends ate lunch and they're all really skinny. And also really? I developed a lot quicker. So, what? Yeah, none of them, they all skipped lunch. So obviously, you know, I didn't want to be the fat one that ate lunch. So I didn't. And then I was also naturally curvier than them all. So I felt fatter than them. And it just spiraled to a point where I just didn't eat. And it's only really in the last couple of years I've looked back at this time. So this is when I was like 17. So eight years ago that I've been like, I did have an eating disorder. But that's only because I'm so educated about it now. Obviously now it's not a problem. And my own mental health is all over the place anyway. Like I've been on antidepressants for just over four years now. So all of these things like kind of tie into one. And it's like experiences at uni, like uni is su- like you're, you're throwing these children who live at home just into it, like literally throwing them in the deep end. But it's only, like I've said, it's only really been the last couple of months of me getting therapy, which is the best thing I've ever done that I've kind of, I felt like there's... I'm finding out so much more stuff about myself that I didn't know. And it's helping me with all of this stuff I'm sharing on social media to be like, I want to help others kind of find out who they are and accept who they are more so. I don't know like how much you want to talk about like therapy thing, but I'm just interested. So you mentioned like you had like NHS therapy and then you went Mm -hmm. to private and like the private one was so much better. How is it like the person you're dealing with that you felt was like not, wasn't really helping or something so for me I had counseling at uni through the uni which wasn't great and then I had I was on basically I was on the NHS waiting list for over six months for face-to-face therapy this was actually just over a year ago it was last summer and then because the waiting list was so long they moved me to phone phone therapy uh, counseling so I had that for like six weeks which was okay and at the same time I started counseling at a charity in my town so basically you know all these people are volunteers so they like used to be therapists I was on that waiting list for about seven months and at the time I felt because it was a charity although I didn't really click with the woman that was doing it for me I kind of felt like I had to keep going but this time I've gone private and most on average it's like 60 pound an hour which is a lot of money but I met up with three different people and got the vibe from them and whereas before in counseling I found it very generic like they're talking to me like the stuff they're saying to me they could be saying to like 
pretty much everyone that suffers from anxiety and depression. And I was the whole time I was like, there are some deeper issues here that I need to figure out and, you know, work out. I think it's also at the time I wasn't ready to admit to myself what my actual issues were. So it's definitely about getting to a point where you're like, okay, I need to sort this out, which I was at with this this woman that I'm seeing now. But she she's she's very good with her job. Yeah, how was it talking to like someone like just completely random about it? Did you feel like comfortable doing that at first? Yeah, I think the thing is for me, I've always been very open about it. Like you chat to like KV, Matt, any of them. I was always like the most open person in our group. And if any of the lads had any issues, it would be me who they came to. And I mean, they helped me through so much, like though that group of lads at uni. Yeah. Shout out to you all. Shout out to my Warwick boys. <laughs> you saved me. But I do think speaking to someone completely random, like they have no preconceptions of you and they're not going to judge you because they're there to help you. No matter what you say to them, they're there to help you and help you figure stuff out. So it's just nice being able to, like a lot of, uh, not everything, but a lot of what I've said to my therapist, I've like touched on with friends and that. But because she's trained in this, you know, she's been studying it for years. She picks out certain things I say and certain expressions and certain ways, like my body language. And she's like, let's revisit that. Like, why have you said that? And I, I honestly think anyone, everyone should get therapy because there's so many things that I've kind of like discovered about myself in the last couple of months. Yeah, I, I've seen that actually. Some people say that. Like everyone, yeah. like doesn't matter if you think you are having a problem with something or not, mm. it'd help you. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this. I'm not gonna, I was speaking about this on a future episode where, like, I would want my kids to maybe either have a therapist or like have like a mentor, some someone like they can always speak to. So if they felt ever at one point in their life for some reason they couldn't speak to me or my partner, then they'd have like someone other than best friend as like another party to go to speak to, and that would be like such a big difference. You know, like if they had someone to speak to, yeah, whenever they needed to. Because like I was always thinking, like I never grew up with all, all of this stuff like around, and like obviously I couldn't even speak to my own parents about anything. So I was just like, I was always like, it was pretty much just me myself. And then if I had to speak to anyone, it'd be like my two friends from home. But then it wouldn't be like I don't know. I wouldn't say from my experience, I wouldn't say it was acceptance of any me- mental health issues. But like mm. the thing is, like I would, I would knowing what we know in the world today, I would want my kids to grow up with that being more normal, so that they have another place to go where they don't even have to share some of the stuff with me. Like it can just be between them and the therapist slash mentor, so that they have, you know, another a median. Uh, yeah, you, I don't know how you define it. Like another yeah, safe space, another safe space, kind of. Yeah, there's only so much you can be safe, I guess, even with your close ones. Yeah, I think as well. What I did actually want to mention was how how worse it is for men. Because there's this thing, you know, like toxic masculinity. This is also like part of the feminism thing, you know, about men as, as they're growing up are generally taught to, you know, boys don't cry. That classic phrase, oh, you're acting like a girl. Like these really toxic sayings that like are really damaging. And I think Samaritan's... Um, did a suicide report last year and they said the highest rate in the UK of suicide deaths is men aged 45 to 49 which is like a bit odd and then I think 70% of suicides in the UK are men 70% because men don't talk about it and like you know being able to have that person to talk to and it being normal for men to cry and men to talk to each other about their issues would be so good because like I was saying before like at uni so many stuff my male friends would tell me that they hadn't spoken to anyone else about 
like they didn't speak to their male friends about because of the stigma around it. And I think it's something that it's so damaging. It's something that really, really needs to be sorted out. Like, yeah, it's almost been made out like if you go see a therapist or if you cry, it means you're weak, basically. Yeah, yeah. And men stereotypically are meant to be like strong and not be yeah. weak, basically. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of it as well, obviously it boils down to like your upbringing and, you know, who brings you up, but also at schools, like schools need to sort their shit out and really start teaching kids about these things. You know, I didn't know about mental health until I was at uni. I didn't even know that people, I remember having a friend when I was like 14, 15, who was really depressed and self-harmed. I used to help her out, but I still thought in the back of my head that she was just attention seeking, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. I felt like I I feel like I didn't hear the term mental health until university, like generally. Yeah, no, neither did I. Yeah, no. And the only word I remember hearing was like saying, "Oh, I'm I'm depressed," but like we never knew the actual yeah connotations behind. It's kind it. of just a word someone said, like yeah, yeah. I think as well, people have got to stop kind of using that and being like, "Oh, I feel so depressed today." It's like you don't, you feel sad today. There's like a difference. It's the same with someone being like, "Oh my god, I'm so OCD." It's like, well, you're not because OCD is like a serious thing, and I think it's about like separating those words and so people actually understand what it actually is to you know have that diagnosis or issue or whatever yeah and this is a a christmas episode with christmas coming up i guess this (laughs) is all like i know can be heightened i guess a lot more yeah especially in lockdown people potentially being away from like the families and being alone do you know if like services out there like especially during this time that kind of help with that kind of stuff so as i mentioned before the Samaritans are really, really good. They have a helpline, which I believe is open all day, every day, which they have volunteers on. That's the main one if you're struggling, especially if you're having really low suicidal thoughts. Then Mind. So Mind has a lot of resources on their website and Shout. I say like they're the main three, especially obviously with what's happened this year, this Christmas is going to be different for everyone. And I think it's just about giving yourself like not putting pressure on yourself and giving yourself a break and some slack and being like, you you don't have to feel Christmassy. Like just reach out to people. That's what social media is like so good for. Like social media has so many issues, but it's also brilliant because you can just reach out to your mate and be like, hey, you know, or if you have a friend that you normally talk to a lot that you haven't for a while, just checking up on people can just like make the world of a difference. Yeah, I was also going to say like one thing, I'll say during this episode, like I personally struggle with it, like, some of the topics we discussed were quite tough to like, I guess, to speak about and even like hear. Like, and that's also because of how society is. So like if you're still listening and you didn't click off because of it, big up to yourself and hopefully we can all progress in it further. Cause it, I know even for me, it's just like it was a bit like tough he, both hearing and trying to speak about it because like it's like things I don't go out my I guess I don't go extra, you know, put extra effort into trying to look into, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I just make sure I'm aware and then I kind of F off. So it's like a lot harder to speak about. And it just obviously it's discomforting, uncomforting, whatever the word is. But like, yeah, do I think it's worth going through that that little bit of discomfort to try learn things. Like this has been a learning experience for me. I can like probably say that as well. Good. But And yeah, it's been like, yeah, it is a bit tough to speak about. It's like one of those, I don't know how to even explain it. Like 
it's one of those things that I've never had to take time to consider. Like the one reason I was also thinking about the mental health thing as well, because you know how you said like men don't often speak about the mental health thing. Yeah. I think quite often, like I personally, like I've said it in the past, I personally wouldn't get a therapist just because I wouldn't want someone kind of unraveling my mind <laughs> as well. Like that's, that's my reasoning for it. But like also, also I think it's also some part of the society's embedded thing in me where I wouldn't want a therapist just because I guess maybe that's the, the society embedded in me. Yeah. That, it would stop me from doing it anyways. And then there was this album which I was going to shout out called K-Trap Street Side Effects where he actually talks about it but like indirectly about the damages obviously to his mental health from the life he lived and so on and his rap career progressing how it did and so on. But like that bit is always kind of thrown under the thing. It's kind of just seen as like progression or like, you know, like as literally as his album says, Street Side Effects. So like, it's just one of those things that's really tough to talk about and it, I guess it does need to be openly brought up I guess yeah and better ed- be- better education on it as well yeah sure. like you said like I didn't learn about mental health to like uni second year or something yeah I think as well for me especially like the last couple months it's kind of about unlearning things unlearning what you mm. think society is and who you think you should be as a person as well it's like you're saying like I like we have touched on quite a lot of subjects that I guess a lot of people would kind of just like brush over you'd be like oh okay you know that's a thing but I really think it's tight especially for people our age like our generation to really kind of step up to it and it is uncomfortable and it's also about admitting when you're wrong and I think people really struggle with that and getting out of your comfort zone as well to just have uncomfortable conversations at the end of the day not only does it help you be I guess a better person but I think it could also open up quite a lot for yourself as well because I'm definitely like the happiest I've been like in ages and I've been learning so much. That's you know? really good. That's really nice. Yeah. Nice to hear. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think you've explained everything really well, to be honest, a lot, a lot better than me Thanks. and Hamish could in a way. Yeah. And sorry to the viewers if we sound, at least me and Aaron sound dumb because we've been trying to, I guess, learn at the same time as. No, you don't sound dumb. Though. That's the thing. Like, that's why I guess I wanted to come here, come on here and talk about stuff like this because not many people do talk about it as much. So like, it's you definitely shouldn't apologise for it. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. But I think as long as, especially like people that are listening, if there's anything they want to know more about or learn more about, to just do it. Like the internet is an amazing place, you know? Yeah, literally. But yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing a lot of that as well. Like a lot of yeah. that stuff, right. I guess, can be quite personal. Um, as you said, you're like really open to to talking about all of it. But yeah, and yeah, and as Amish said as well, hope everyone's like listened and learned something as well along the way. But yeah, we're coming up to the end of the episode, end of our Christmas special. Might not seem very like festive, feeling like the first mm-hmm. like half an hour. Yeah, all I want for Christmas is you. And, and <laughs> <laughs> we, went, we went a bit deeper. But yeah, we start to round off. So we end off with like some final questions, a call out and then a shout out. So if you go with our final questions first, the first one is, what is one piece of advice you'd give to younger you? Get therapy. (laughs) Just because I feel like it's been the best decision I've ever made. And I think for most people that, especially people that do suffer from mental health, you know, go and get therapy. Because if I had it at a younger age, it just would have, I think, helped a lot with who I am now. Because it leads you to being more selfish and speaking your mind more. That's what it has for me. Do you think it's something that you now do like forever? Or do you think you'll get to a point where you'd be like, okay, I don't need this anymore? I think I'll dip in and out of it. Okay. 
Yeah, I d- well, I've had six sessions so far. I think I'll carry on for at least until the new year because I know that anyway, my mental health is always the worst in January and February. I do think it'd be something that I like dip in and out of for sure. Um, the second question is, what is one thing you'd like to change in the world? It's really hard to pick one thing, but... You, you can have a few if you want. Yeah, that, you yeah I, I think to just change how close-minded people are. Because there's so much hatred and the world is changing so much. And just, you know, like with all the stuff we've spoken about, let men wear dresses if they want to. Let people be the gender they are. Let people love who they want. So just, yeah, make people more open-minded and more accepting of other races and everything. Just less hate. Less hate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And last and final question. This is one we ask each and every guest. The same question. Yeah. What has been your most memorable third wheeling experience? So this one I had to think about before because I was like, I have no idea. The only thing I can think about is just a really weird situation that happened to me when I was traveling. Completely unrelated to everything we've spoken about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't know. If, I'll, I'll say it and then let me know if you want me to say something different. But I went... So I was meant to do a skydive in New Zealand with a girl I met when I was traveling, but it had to be cancelled. So we ended up going to a party with all the skydivers. And one of the lads said that me and Sky could stay at his because his flatmate was away to like use the shower because me and Sky were traveling in a uh, motorhome. And he, how he got us to do that was because he fancied Sky, so he gave Sky his number. So the whole night, you know, I thought he was in Sky. I let them get on with it. We then get back to his house and we're just sitting there chatting to him. And he turns around to us and he's like, you're both really fit and I don't know who to fuck. Do you want to have a threesome? <laughs> <laughs> so we were just like, mm, what? And he was like, yeah, well, I actually quite, you know, he said, I'm into both of you and I can't decide between you. And we were just like, sorry, what? who even said that you were sleeping with us anyway? Yeah. And asked us for a threesome. And then we were just like, nah. And then, uh, we slept in his bed and he slept in like on the floor in the spare room or something. Wait, hey. <laughs> that was like the first Fuck thing. Out. I know. <laughs> and I remember having like a really, he was really spiritual and having a really, really deep chat with him when we were already drunk and Sky just didn't say a word the whole time. And I was just being like, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. I mean, Sky was just like, we want to go to bed. Why are we here? <laughs> Free, it's, it, you know, we got to sleep in a proper bed and have a proper shower, so it's all good for us. Kill sounds like a dickhead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you say you went skydiving, or you went diving? And your friend's name was Sky. My yeah. friend's name was Sky, but we also were going to do a skydive. Oh, uh, okay. So okay. like was, the lad, yeah. the lad that yeah, the lad that I'm talking about was one of the skydive instructors. Right, right, but, but yeah, because if something happened, we couldn't do the skydive that day. <laughs> cool. Um, the next section is a basically a call out slash nomination where you can nominate one or many people to hopefully come on the third wheel in the future. So, yeah, I guess someone, another one of like my Warwick Willie lads, probably Josh Bond or Matt Smiles because I feel like they both ha- would have good stuff to say, you know, and they're both hilarious. Yeah, awesome. We will uh, we'll uh, tag them when we release your episode. Nice, nice Christmas surprise. <laughs> Last bits of shout out. So basically anything you want to like, just basically give it a bit of plug, give it a shout out. We'll put like the links to all of it in the description. So yeah, Mel, anything you'd like people to check out? So my shout out is, I've already mentioned it, but it's going to be myself and it's going to be my art. So it's at Melody Dawn Art on Instagram. And then I have a link to my Etsy on there as well. So especially, I mean, it'll be a bit... It'll be late for Christmas presents then, but you know, if anyone wants to commission anything. And also, 
in general on my actual Instagram I post quite a lot of like controversial can't say controversial but stuff like we've spoken about on here yeah so my art page <laughs> yeah also we will have the links for Samaritan and Mind yeah. as well as yeah. any other ch- charities we mentioned in the description somewhere so yeah Aaron yourself I'm going to give a shout out to um a uh, a new business my friend uh, Deja uh, who was also on previous guests on the podcast uh, started it's called Hue Skincare and uh, the description here I'm just going to read it just empowering you to live your best life in your best skin so it's like a new service that she started where it just helps you with like skin products like it helps you find the best skin products suited for your needs so yeah if that sounds of interest go check that out nice. link will be in the description yeah my shouts are going to be for a few different things so I'll start with the music ones the first one is um album by K-Trap, which I shouted out earlier, Street Side Effect. Next one is Lowski, Music Trial and Trauma, A Jewel Story. And then one is going to be for a Reddit page called Party Parrot. Our good friend James Robinson from like episode four actually referred me to this. It's, it's a quality Reddit, uh, subreddit. And it's basically just parrots dancing or memed. And it's quite good. There's actually quite a good, good, good few gifts as well around it. So you enjoy that. Yeah, that, those are my shout-outs. And yeah, we hope you've all had a very good 2020, despite everything that's happened, obviously. And yeah, we hope you had fun with us this year. We'll be back in like another week in the new year <laughs> um, for another episode. And there's still one more episode left of 2020, mate. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, just, that, that, that sums up my 2020. <laughs> my organization is gone. <laughs> and for those for those people, those people that celebrate merit, no, I can't do it. For those people that celebrate it, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, that, that's what you meant to say, Hamish. Yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Have a good one. Look after yourselves. Look after yourselves and don't yeah, put yeah. pressure on. Yeah, for sure. Um, thanks, Mel, for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. You've been an amazing guest. And nice catching up as well. It's been a very long time yeah, since we spoke. Yeah, it has. It's been lovely. And yeah, I hope everyone has a good Christmas and we'll chat to you next week. All right, see you guys. Yeah. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. 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 We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish-